0: So I got an email from long-time listener Connersites Bowen a couple of days ago, and in responding to that email, I thought to myself, I haven't recorded a podcast recently. The subject of the email was really well. Actually, my response to the email was really just that I have fundamentally changed over the past, I'd say a year, but maybe two years. The effects of COVID, the lockdown, just the sedentary nature of my time, uh, created and winter which never helps, (laughs) had created a kind of funk which I wasn't able to shake. And now the weather's gotten better and I've gone out and started exercising again. And I don't know, it just feels different. It feels like I'm ready to record a podcast again. And what has interested me through the response or just even getting Connor's email was the sense that I'm just such a different person now than I was when I recorded the previous podcasts. And I've kind of come out of this great darkness. or a sense, really, that it wasn't going to end. And now I have a strong sense that it is going to end, and I need to be ready for whatever is next, basically. Be it, you know, long-term war with Russia, or twin girls, or a variety of other things. And what I found through this period more than anything is that things that I once thought were important no longer are, and things which I never really thought important have become more important. It's like a complete change in perspective with regards to many different things so I'm going to try and outline them in this podcast recording because particularly podcasting is part of that you know where does podcasting exist in my life going forward and in particular the difficulty with model rail radio has been that I've had to hire nannies basically to look after the girls when I record model rail radio except for the evening ones which are slightly well I did for the evening ones but the evening ones are slightly easier so I'm going to have to work out a a, I don't know, a schedule going forward with model rail radio to work out how I can get the morning ones because I dearly like the morning ones, but also probably end up more... Well, it's hard to make any kind of commitment at this stage associated with what it will look like. But I am thankfully getting time for the editing. I think the, f- the frequency is certainly going to be slower, but there will be a greater number of evening ones just in terms of numbers, and we'll see how it goes. But I think model rail radio has been one of these funny... Things which hasn't really been totally a net positive. There's been a lot of really curious stuff that's gone on through Model Rail Radio and COVID, uh, which initially was re-recording a a weekly show, some of which there are still probably a couple of them I haven't yet released. I probably need to go back and find them and release them. But it's been a strange and ongoing process, and one where I don't really feel out of the conclusion of it. I don't feel like a Model Railroader. I feel like Model Rail Radio fulfills a certain curious long-term social aspect of my life, which I don't even know is still there. So it's a kind of curious relationship with Model R Radio. Let's put that one aside. So these long funks, what am I going to do with these long funks? This was the strangest one out of the, the podcasts going forward because it really struck me that am I don't feel anymore like I'm someone who has something to say about any of the topics that I would normally talk about on long funk. I feel there are a bunch of things that have gone on while I've been away from podcasting, things like Carl Rittenhouse and just a variety of really curious developments in the US that probably best not narrate, just kind of live through. But I've also felt that the, the thing with podcasts now is it seems like everyone has a podcast and they're not really that good and they're just an ability to record 50 minutes of someone's life and then put it online. And through this period of time as well, I've been... I don't know, I just certain podcasts I now listen to, other podcasts I haven't listened to since I since the pandemic started. And I don't even know how I go back to the old podcasts. One of the nannies who's no longer with us asked me about where I fit in the kind of broader continuum of Terrence McKenna et al. And certainly historically I've appeared on certain podcasts like the Psychedelic Salon and these kind of things, but I don't think that's part of my remit anymore. I don't really feel like talking in those environments anyway and I think a lot of the stuff that I have to say is more practical so that's this podcast not sure well we'll work it out it'll become something that it wasn't previously and if you want to continue to listen to it please continue to listen to it if you don't want to continue to listen to it that's been part of the podcasting phenomena up until now. and I don't really know what direction I'm going to take it I think there are a few curious things that have affected me greatly which I'll get onto a little bit later Uh, But yeah, I don't know whether that fits into this podcast or not. I don't really get a sense of this podcast. It'll be interesting to see what it becomes going forward. My rules are better. Now, there's an interesting podcast for you. This is one that I'm probably going to continue in part because certainly in the past few weeks, I found rules writing and going back over rules and really studying what this thing is. This thing being, I guess, role-playing games or games in general. That whole thing has become something new and interesting to me, and I have a slightly different perspective on it now, which I'm going to have to take back to my rules a better. But the leading into the pandemic, the thought was that I would be pretty well running a, a miniatures company that made miniatures and rules for the miniatures, but really was a creative enterprise for the physical world. And I had some really bad experiences with the postal service and just you know FedEx and USPS in general through the pandemic, and I'm rebuilding that in some way, but I'm also not really. I mean, I, I don't want to be caught up in something that's involved about getting physical stuff from A to B through these things. And when I start selling physical stuff, that just strikes me as just being really wrongheaded. So I've moved for a short period of time, at least in my life, I thought I would be able to do the, the sale of physical stuff, and now I've moved back to my standard digitarian roots where everything has to be digital and certain physical things can be sent. But really, you know, the, the source of truth is in the digital. And this has been a strange thing because I've had an ongoing relationship with a variety of folk in the UK, but primarily a painter slash sculptor, uh, Rochi Rochford, which is coming to an end at some stage. I've, sent him basically everything i've got to send him and you know we're working out where that thing ends but what was historically called the lead pile on my rules are better i've come to a definitive end in which is an interesting process i still have some miniatures out with one guy but he says he'll get to them in april and they'll be done at the end of april so i'm really not ending my relationship with the the physical part of this game the you know the miniatures and this kind of stuff i'm Ending my relationship, my relationship with the physical game <laughs> in some fundamental sense and also changing everything back to rules, which is an interesting return or, you know, completely reinventing of that thing. But it is changing. I mean, the, the situation with the Postal Service really got very grim for a number of months. I was spending a large portion of my time just tracking packages that had disappeared or weren't moving and... It really affected my mind in a really horrible, negative and non-communicative way. I tried recording podcasts through this period of time. I just couldn't. The nature of not just the Postal Service failing, but the loss of of income and time and energy through this thing seemed to strike me stronger through the pandemic than it probably would have struck me pre-pandemic. I just would have, I don't know, just done something else. Whereas it was months of waiting and months of pondering and months of reflecting and just affected me negatively through this thing. So that was strange. Now that's gone or is is ending itself, it's changing my thinking very much back to traditional rules writing, which is a very interesting headspace to be in and no doubt will be part of my rules of better. It's of discussive form. Uh, the nature of the friendships and stuff that went on through the pandemic are also very interesting. I, um, I don't know. I've just changed my thinking associated with a lot of the folks that were involved with My Rules Better and a majority of them, in fact, are no longer participants. Like they don't even email me. So yeah, my whole thinking associated with what My Rules were Better was in probably the first two years has now changed sufficiently that hopefully it'll be something else. So that's where we are with podcasts. I think I've described those. And I was thinking, particularly because my work with Bob Botram has, has changed as well, that I may move back to Ape Reality or something like that, have a, a podcast feed designed for my development work as well. Because certainly Bob Bottram's put in the time over the past two months with the Line project and has developed some really interesting stuff, albeit still very much within map analysis and... You know map reading and certain degree of predictive map analysis. Uh But, you know, just really made sure that the data is there for CIM-C Line in some fundamental sense. But it then begs the question, once you have the data, what do you actually do with the data? I mean, that's a lot of his stuff. The data comes out in a format which isn't immediately applicable to CIM-C Line. So you've got to massage the data, cultivate the data, work out, you know, what your relationship is with Bob through this process as well. Sometimes he disappears for, like, 10 days on end, and you've got to work out, okay, where are we with the data if he was never to reemerge? And because, I guess, he and I have a history where he did eventually disappear in some sense. I mean, I guess we probably could have corresponded and worked out what actually happened to him over that period. But, you know, he did stop being a participant with regards to my earlier simulation work relatively rapidly. So I'm just wondering if that will return in some circumstance, or he will you know continue to be correspondent until we kind of agree that he has nothing more to do which is, it's certainly from my perspective is a long way in the future because there's still a bunch of stuff to do so that's the bob mottram side of things with sim line for me personally i've had to develop some interesting software with sim line which has actually has been quite fun so i've gone back to the software development part of it and no doubt will re-emerge in the Agents over this environment It's a pretty fascinating environment I mean it's not just the cityscapes of London It goes up to Blackwater The Blackwater River Which is north of London And some very interesting You know areas in between basically Estuary lands that You know propagate from Not up to Cambridge but certainly You know are a large part of southeastern London And your southeastern England more importantly with London Being smack bag in the middle of that So there's a lot of really interesting stuff that's there. I mean, he's just started looking at the rail networks, for example, which is, you know, the road networks, one could argue is also interesting. And in parallel to this has been obviously a huge consumption and gathering of World War II-related writing. Many of the documents are actually written in World War II. So I have this strange thing where I'm collecting, for want of a better term, a bunch of documentation, which, you know, if, if... they tracked like they do with chemicals or anything like that. I might look like a neo-Nazi in some circumstance, which is very, very bizarre. And I'm trying desperately, actually, to move out of that paradigm. So there's no way that would be visible in the future. But it's certainly changing my mindset. And I think particularly now, it's a very strange time to research any aspect of war in any kind of mechanistic fashion. And I certainly found, I guess, sort of this net depression that I've talked about on you know negativity kind of accumulated in there as well. So I'm very conscious that I need to approach the sea lion project with a very strong perspective and mindset associated with actually dealing with the content because the content is just really depressing. So, you know, all that stuff has come together. Bob's efforts cannot be underestimated here. He's just been absolutely amazing with regards to getting the stuff together. Periodic nature that he disappears and comes back and disappears and comes back. I think we can probably deal with that. So I'm in a strange circumstance where I really, I don't know, I'm just, I'm constantly working out what I'm actually doing with SimCeline. Like, the nature of the data that's presented isn't exactly what we want. It needs to be massaged. I'm going back to the massaging. I'm writing a lot of utilities to identify if things break because basically that's the only thing that I can do in these circumstances is just make sure things don't break because if things break in certain areas, then, you know, you've got a head scratching over two years to try and work out where those things broke. And a lot of debugging, a lot of really interesting coding. I'm getting a lot of out of that currently. I can't really say enough. It was wonderful to actually have that project there. And obviously, this project eclipses the previous nonsense with the comedian and all that other nonsense, really, that, again, I dealt with for many years that basically eroded all the simulated agent work that I'd done up until that point left it irrelevant and unimportant and basically flattened. So, yeah, has has posed a number of interesting questions and changed my thinking and probably is worthy of its own podcast at some stage, or at least its own bunch of writing. The difficulty is that I constantly find myself at kind of non-continuity points, like points where normally you just do this after doing this, but that's not as applicably there it's not something really that can be planned out as well. The the benefits of getting someone's unadulterated work is oftentimes that the every time I ask Bob for something like planning related or at least something that would be helpful in some near term, that's not true. Sometimes he does give that back. So I'm in a strange position with Bob currently where he just produces a lot of work and I've just got to find out how I use that work, which takes more work to get it to go. But certainly something there. I mean, a bunch of things like England and trips to England and this kind of stuff I've kind of dropped off recently, and my view is probably I'll stay dropped off until the first year of this thing has worked itself out and I have a sense of, you know, where I am and the scope of a variety of things before I make commitments. The plan was initially to go to the East Coast and live on the East Coast for a period of time. Again, I pulled back from that. I really want the next year or so just to get a sense of how much normalcy is actually there. Is it really normal or is it different or are there changes or do I need to be ready for certain things? I really, it's interesting to come out of something like this and just be at a stage where you say, I'm not at the right point to make the kind of decisions that I used to historically, but I have to get to a point where I can make those decisions. So I think probably the next six months to a year is going to be solely around getting to that point, with the view that the girls are moving from, you know, they'll they'll be one in a um, couple of months time, month or so's time. So, you know, they're in a one to two year developmental period, which isn't, you know, they're doing a bunch of stuff. They're constantly developing without question, but it's not the stage where I have to immediately find a school for them, for example. So I can take a bit more time just for myself to get a sense of what's going on. So I think that covers most bases. I think I've covered almost almost everything associated with the kind of public-facing self. And my hope is that I'll be able to generate these long funks about specific topics at some stage going forward. And, you know, maybe within a month, maybe within a couple of weeks of some decent long walks and some decent thinking, I'll have topics for you, or plenty. But I did want to come back from this thing just to say that my own thinking has changed fundamentally, and I wanted to get that in a, a podcast form that I felt was probably slightly more proactive than negative and a lot of the explanations I've tried to record up until now have been relatively negative. So chalk this one up either way, your call. Tom Barbale in Las Vegas, Nevada, signing out.